Hey everyone, welcome to the Music Marketing Monday podcast. My name is Andrew Southworth, and today we're going to talk about how to trigger Spotify algorithmic playlists. First of all, if you are not a member of the newsletter, go to musicmarketingmonday.com and join to get actual music marketing advice every single Monday morning sent straight to your inbox. Anyways, so yeah, today we're talking about Spotify algorithmic playlists, and these are the most valuable playlists on Spotify, more so than editorial playlists, third-party playlisting especially. Uh, They drive a considerable amount of streams. I've heard numbers like 30% thrown around before that all uh, 30% of all streams on Spotify are driven by algorithmic playlists. So if you're not familiar with what these are, I'm going to cover what they are, but also exactly how many streams, listeners, and saves you need to get on Release Radar and Discover Weekly. Because I've managed to get every song I've released in the past three years on both Release Radar and Discover Weekly, and I think also radio. So hopefully I'll have some uh, helpful insights to share with you in here. So just in case you're not familiar, let's go over the most common Spotify algorithmic playlists. These are Release Radar, Discover Weekly, Radio, Your Daily Mix, and On Repeat. There's also a few others like Top Songs 2022, and every year they have a Top Songs playlist. There's a few other niche ones like Summer Rewind or whatever, <laughs> but those, those aren't consistent. These are kind of the heavy hitters that go on throughout the year. Now, let me talk about each of these individually and how they work. So when you drop a new song, anyone that follows you on Spotify will get your new song on their release radar by default. Release radar updates every Friday, but it also includes artists that you've never heard before. And this is the algorithmic push part of release radar. So your followers will get your song no matter what. But a certain percentage of release radar, around 10, 20%, something like that, is music that people have never heard before that they don't follow. And we'll get to that in a sec. Discover Weekly is a playlist full of music that you never heard before based on your listening behavior on Spotify. People literally go to this playlist to discover new music every single Monday when it updates. And this is a pretty spiky playlist, meaning <laughs> you can get some pretty massive spikes on Mondays if you get spread to a lot of people. It's very volatile, though, meaning it goes up and down sometimes very rapidly. Like sometimes it'll be this kind of slow change week by week, but it can be very dramatic. Like all of a sudden you're getting nothing and then you're getting 8,000 streams in one day. <laughs> or sometimes you get 100 in a day. So it's it's very volatile. Radio is an algorithmic playlist that also takes multiple forms, just like Release Radar. One place that radio exists, and and technically this is radio and autoplay, they're kind of blended on Spotify, but one place is when you finish playing a song or an album or a playlist on Spotify, it'll keep generating related music based on your listening habits. So if you're listening to an album and it finishes, Spotify doesn't just stop playing music, they start recommending more music they think you'll like based on your listening behavior. Another form of radio is if someone goes directly to your profile and they choose to play your artist's radio. So right now, if you go to Spotify and click the little three dots in your profile, you'll see you have an artist's radio. (laughs) And so people can just listen to that. And in in fact, if someone's on a free Spotify plan and they're on a cell phone, that's all they can do when they go to your profile. They can't listen to any song they want. All they can do is shuffle your artist's radio, which will mix your songs. It'll start with your song, then it'll mix your music with other related artist music. That's specifically just for free users and specifically just on the mobile app, though. Premium users don't use radio as much, but they do use autoplay whenever they finish stuff. 
Your daily mix is a kind of a weird one. I'm actually not 100% sure what the like specific criteria on this, uh, because it's a series of playlists based on your favorite music mixed with new music grouped together by genre, style, or mood. So when I look at my Spotify, I see multiple your daily mixes. So I have one that's more alternative metal, kind of like poppy metal, like Breaking Benjamin and Linkin Park and stuff like that. Then I have another one that's like heavier progressive metal, like Meshuga and Periphery and uh, even Tool, but they're not that heavy. <laughs> that's on the point of this video. Then I have kind of like a future bassy, like electronic dance music one. And then I have a pop music one because they notice that I listen to these different categories of music. So they make me different your daily mixes for each one. I've noticed that most of it is music that I've listened to and I like. But I, when I go in there, I do see some stuff I don't know. Um, and on repeat, lastly, is a playlist for people who have listened to your music many times recently. So if someone listens to your song like 10 times, when they go to their on repeat playlist, they're going to see that. So those are all the different playlists. Let's talk about how to get on algorithmic playlists. So algorithmic playlists do have some mystery to them, but fortunately, I do pretty much know exactly how to get on both Release Radar and Discover Me. So for Release Radar, in the first 7 to 21 days, you want to get at least 2,500 streams, 1,000 listeners, and 375 saves. And the reason why it's 7 to 21 days is because Release Radar only updates on Fridays, and you can only be on it for 28 days. So if it takes you 21 days to get these numbers and it updates that Friday, you can get that algorithmic push for the last week before you're permanently kicked off Release Radar forever. Because remember, only, only first 28 days of release. If you re-release an existing song, it will not re-qualify for Release Radar either. So now for Discover Weekly, in any 28-day period, so not the first 28, but any 28-day period, you want to get at least 9,200 streams, 4,100 listeners, and 450 saves. And by the way, you know, I just read off numbers. <laughs> if you go to musicmarketingmonday.com and look for today's post, which is uh, how to, how, actually, I forget what the name, uh, how to trigger Spotify algorithmic playlists. I think that's the name of today's episode, but just, <laughs> just look for today's episode and you can see the numbers written down there along with some other resources for you. Now, I do want to point out that these numbers I just wrote are averages from a 300 song study that we ran a couple years ago. However, I found these numbers to be accurate as recently as this month, which is September 2023. And it, like I've been using this as a benchmark for years. When I have a new song or I'm working on a campaign for another artist, we try as hard as we can to get to 2,500 streams in the first like 7 or 14 or 21 days. And then we're trying to get to 10K in the first month when possible. Like it, Some songs are just do worse than others, so it's not always possible. But... Um, that's I, I've been using those criteria. And, and these numbers are based off of popularity indexes on Spotify. So Spotify has this internal number called a popularity index. And just me and other marketers have noticed that when you hit about a 20 in the first two to three weeks, you get a release radar push. When you hit a 30 in any one month period, you start seeing Discover Weekly. But these are averages. So <laughs> uh, keep in mind that sometimes it takes more and sometimes it takes less before you hit these numbers. Um, there are outliers, uh, and you, if you checked out the data, which which I'll which will be linked in the newsletter post, you you'll see that the graph for this stuff is 
it's pretty clear where these numbers lie, but there's some fuzziness to these, these lines. Now, it does seem like the quality of engagement you get from these streams matters, though. If you use third-party user playlisting alone to get there, you likely won't cause any algorithmic playlist to trigger. So you can't just go and spend a couple hundred bucks getting your song onto some uh, user playlist from like a random company or even a company that I've recommend, like that I've tested that I found to be legit, like Moonstar Media, or Partner Projects, or Ugo Promo, or Playlist Promotion, or any music academy. <laughs> um, you can't even you can't just go pay for one of those campaigns and get the stream criteria and then qualify. That generally will not work. However, if you use high engagement sources like Facebook ads or any ads or organic sources, you hit these numbers, you will get algorithmic traction. And that's how I've been able to get, I believe, every single song I've released in the last three years uh, to get an algorithmic release radar push of some scale and a Discover Weekly push of some scale. Um, because I mostly promote with ads. I don't really do much outside of ads and organic content in terms of my, for my music. Now you can blend third-party playlisting with ads. You just need to make sure the ads represent most of the volume. When I say most, I mean, you don't want the playlist to be more than 20% maximum of your month of your last 28 day stream count for the song. Now I would also recommend that you aim for a stream per listener rate of at least a 2.5, like 2.5 to 3.5 is pretty typical over the course of a month, and a save rate of at least greater than 25%. Very often, listeners from ads will produce a save rate of greater than 50% in the short term, but once algorithmic stuff kicks in, it will naturally drop off. So keep that in mind. Now, there are some unpredictable factors to this. While I found that hitting these numbers will get you the algorithmic push, they don't determine the size of that algorithmic push. Sometimes you'll get 10,000 streams your first week on Discover Weekly or more, <laughs> uh, but then you're kicked off two weeks later. Other times you'll only get 100 streams the first week on Discover Weekly, but it grows slowly week by week and you're on it for years. And everything in between those two streams. So every combination you can imagine, uh, having it start massive and slowly decay, having it start massive and stay massive, having it start slow and stay slow, start slow, get kicked off, Every combination, I've seen that happen just because I've, I've done campaigns for, I, I think, uh, I think over a thousand songs. <laughs> I don't exactly know. I, I don't really keep track. Um, but I've, I, you know, I've worked with, I've done over 2,000 coaching calls with students. Obviously, there's repeat people in there, so I don't know the exact number. Um, and I've, I've done hundreds and hundreds of, of client ad campaigns. So, and then also my own stuff too. So this is based on a good amount of data, but, um, you know, still. <laughs> now we don't know how other factors such as repeat listens and skip rate factor into this, or how cohesive the listeners are streaming your tracks and how that factors into it. So for example, is sending 1000 Blink-182 fans more effective than sending 2,000 general pop punk fans? And how does that compare to a mixed bag of 2,000 pop punk fans with 2,000 indie pop fans? Is it, is it better to have less people that are more precise, more cohesive? Or is it better to have more people that are less cohesive? So, you know, the target of the, the tightness of the audience might play a factor here. 
Meaning if, if you're sending a more diverse group of people, Spotify might have a harder time figuring it out. In fact, I would imagine that more specific niche audiences help train the algorithm who they should serve your song to more effectively. However, I have no data to prove this. And I've had so many songs pop off with broad audiences, at least on the Facebook ad targeting side, that um, I feel like this might play a factor, but it's definitely not the only factor. Now, in our agency, Forbid Media, we're always brainstorming what factors influence the algorithm the most and how we can impact those variables most effectively. Uh, and if you want to learn more about my techniques running Facebook ads from your music and streaming platforms, you can check out my course, Spotify Growth Machine. If you just go to generostudios.com or click, click in the show notes uh, below this episode, you'll, you'll find the links to Forbid Media, my ad agency, and also Spotify Growth Machine. So this week, I've got some new content for you. So I tested out playlist-promotion.com Spotify playlisting service. Uh, if you use the coupon code Andrew on their site, you can get $30 off your order. Um, and you can check out today's newsletter episode, which is, again, linked in the show notes to, to find the link to that video and also find the coupon code and link and stuff like that. The other new video I had from last week, uh, YouTube has three new features that benefit music artists. You can now link from shorts to long-form content, although there are some limitations around that. And YouTube Music now has samples, which is this new video short form vertical content thing, and also a comment section on music, which is interesting. There was some interesting news from the last week. Deezer has raised prices again to $11.99 for an individual plan and $20 for a family plan. And on a related note, Music Business Worldwide predicts that audio streaming services will continue to raise prices on a more regular basis, just as video streaming services have. And their justification was that now that they've broken that $10 barrier, there's less of a mindset in the consumer's head that, like, oh, it's less than 10 bucks. You know, so <laughs> they're, they're, anyone that's still stuck around, these streaming services might think, like, okay, we can start actually making money on this because most, a lot of streaming services actually don't really make that much money. Like a lot of artists think like, oh, these Spotify and Apple are just taking all the money. They actually don't. In a lot of cases, they're actually losing money. <laughs> so they need to raise prices. Raising prices will help them succeed. And since they generally pay artists on a percentage model, it should make mean that artists also make more money. TikTok's working on an automatic AI content detection algorithm to detect AI content and allow people to flag AI content. And George R.R. R. Martin and other writers are suing OpenAI for alleged copyright infringement, which is interesting. Uh, so a lot of cases like that recently of musicians, artists, et cetera, suing AI companies for using their art as training data without their permission. <laughs> so the quote of the week is by Richard Feynman, who is a physicist. <laughs> um, he also worked on the atomic bomb and he has an awesome book. Uh, I think it's like, what do you... Are you kidding me, Mr. Feynman? Something like that. I, I love that book. Uh, Nobody ever figures out what life is all about, and it doesn't matter. Explore the world. Nearly everything is really interesting if you go into it deeply enough. I thought this was relevant because a lot of artists think that marketing and ads and promotion and branding and all that stuff is boring and it's not artistic and et cetera, right? And the thing is, once you start getting into it, you realize that it's just as much of an art form and a creative endeavor as music, except instead of trying to think, how can I portray this idea or capture this emotion in a song? It's how can I get other people to understand the message I'm trying to convey? And there's a whole lot of interesting topics and creativity that goes along with it. So before you write off the idea of marketing as a boring thing, uh, 
it does get fun when you get into it. And originally I also hated it. <laughs> I thought it was stupid. And now it's my whole life. And I'm super interested and passionate about the topics in it. Like I read books and information on marketing and branding and sales and business for fun, <laughs> which I would never think I would ever do. Anyways, I hope you found this episode interesting. If you haven't joined, go to musicmarketingmonday.com to get actionable or actually to join over 6,000 other music artists, managers, and labels getting actionable music marketing advice every single Monday sent straight to their inbox. Thank you very much for listening, and I'll see you next week. Have a great Monday.